Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! It's time. Talk Time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from and luckily there's a show called talk time we've been waiting for this for a long time dax kicks the facts on all the geek news special guests and unbiased reviews suburban kids the hipster street dudes all can learn something new me too i heard worse when no faith is empty i stayed the course so my haters tempt me beat the podcast that'll make them envy it ain't too trendy it's acmg anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Consider this a pretty much an exclusive, a special edition, if you will, because I am going to talk about nothing but New York Comic Con and what I have experienced this year and the panels that I've gone to, the panels that I was able to go to, and the... uh, the, the actual experience itself, how did it, you know, fare up to prior New York Comic Cons? How did it fare up to other cons this year? Was this the best comic book convention of 2023? We'll talk about all that and I'll get my thoughts on that get down the line. This whole entire episode is dedicated to all of that and more because there was a lot of great news coming out of this. Some great surprises. Um, I will say this. Read Pop. The reason why I've said I loved them for since the day we connected, since the day I've worked with them, since the day we you know network together is because these guys are fine-tuned they know what to do even in 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 hardships and situations we've gone through pandemics we've gone through sag after strikes we've gone through so much and these guys find a way to make it happen so the fans can be happy and everybody is you know satisfied throughout the whole thing and i think they managed to do it this year because they had to deal with the sag after strike they had to you know well luckily the writers 
you know, the WGA strike is over, but the SAG after strike is still going on, which means there's a lot of things that can't happen right now. TV shows, movies aren't coming out anytime soon. Um, it, technically, the fall season of TV shows is going on right now, and SAG after is on strike. So you're not seeing a bunch of those right now unless they pre-taped and, and, and uh, produced those shows prior to which is why you're saying low-key and a whole bunch of other you know shows that have already come out like gen v and all that stuff which by the way i gotta watch the next episode of gen v i haven't watched it because i've been out here got a chance to see loki uh the second episode and i really love that episode but there's a lot going on right now and how you know we saw what happened with san diego comic-con because it, the, the the strike happened right around the time that con came out and you know what they usually bring to the table with hall h and they were they weren't able to do it so they were opted out without celebrities the biggest convent the biggest panel that they actually had was the insomniac game spider-man 2 panel which was awesome and i'm saying like how is how is repop going to maneuver over this how are they going to trump this because that's the biggest game coming out which by the way we're counting down we're officially counting down this week for the two most anticipated games of this year and that is uh, uh that is spider-man 2 and super mario brothers wonders is coming out to, uh this week on the same day mind you so get ready for that but how is repop going to do this so they found turns out not surprised they found a way to not only combat the spider-man panel it is like not many games that can rival that game in terms of anticipation repop found one and then on top of that they were able to get celebrities but under certain circumstances and stipulations so we'll talk about all that in the next segment because there's some great news that came out of this but there were also some things that i want to talk about in terms of um what i thought was the best of show this year in terms of panels and all this stuff too and honestly i'm just going to say it now anime and video games won this con this year <laughs> and honestly i i would say you know this con may have won by default and we'll talk about that why so let's not waste any time folks this we're i'm going full without any writing any notes anything i'm just going off the, the tip of my tongue getting off everything that i have in my memory so let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of new york comic-con it's time for your talk time live exclusive you are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge i guess i'll go ahead and clear the air here i uh am in the cast of final fantasy 7 uh rebirth um but i will not be returning as vigo the wall market thug um i am happy to make it official that i am the voice of vincent valentine what? Um, I had the opportunity when I found this out to reach out to my dear friend Steve Bloom, who had played him in previous games and, and projects, um, to both ask for his blessing and tell him how excited I was to bring that energy into this. And he was super excited and said, there's nobody else I'd rather have do it. And so this is a shout out to you, Steve, carrying that love into this project. And thank you all so much for being so welcoming, for making this little nerd boy's dream come true. Thank you. All right, folks, what you just heard was an audio clip from possibly the biggest 
crowd reaction that I've heard the entire weekend. Uh, not to say that the other ones didn't have crowd reactions, but this one was just massive because it involved the Final Fantasy uh, 7 Rebirth cast and hosted by Matt Mercer, who at that point announced that he was the voice of Vincent Valentine. That clip that you heard, it didn't do it justice. If you were there live, you can hear the loudest crowd reaction you could, you would pro I, I can, I will argue, this is pop possibly the biggest crowd reaction that I've heard all weekend. And I guarantee you probably didn't hear anything else that loud because of how big of that announcement was. Um, it was amazing to see, to hear that in person and to see that in person. It was deafening in the main stage when that announcement, I was so happy that I, I, I just said I had to be there because I knew that something was going to be revealed. Something big was going to happen much like other, uh, panels that happen as well so we're going to start off where i begin and that was the dragon ball special panel another panel that i've been saying for weeks everybody if you've been listening i said something big is going to be revealed here somebody's going to come out and say something or kira Toriyama is going to you know uh, appear there or something like that well i was half right on that akira Toriyama did not appear however in his place was the executive producer of the brand new dragon ball series that has been announced at new york comic-con but it was i uh akio ioku and he was there in person to talk about the brand new series that is coming out starring all of your favorite z warriors but there's something happening in this if you've seen the trailer i put it on the acmg facebook group but you can find it the trailer went out immediately after we saw it and something interesting is going to happen like all of the dragon ball characters are becoming kids again it's almost like muppet babies to some extent or whatever something crazy is happening in this series but it looks exciting the animation looks fantastic they didn't even tell host monica real and ian sinclair who were there ian sinclair uh, monica real you guys you guys know plays the voice of Bulma. ian sinclair plays weiss and they were both there to talk about all the things that are going to happen at the uh you know in the next uh series of dragon ball and they weren't aware they were they were they didn't even tell them what happened and uh, what was going to be announced and i was there i was like at front i was for the every time every panel i've been to i sat on the floor at the front i had like probably the closest seat in the whole entire thing myself and other photographers as well and other media related people as well we're all up front and I teared just a bit because not because of this, like if I was home, I don't think I would tear as much, but just being at events like that to experience exciting new news like that. It's, it's really awesome. It is really, really awesome just to be able to not only just cover that event, to be a part of that experience and hear the crowd reaction to that. I love that. I love it. Cause I know I'm a part of something special and look ian sinclair and monica riel were on stage saying that they were trying not to cry look i was wiped my eyes i was like I, i'm not gonna lie i was like yo this is dope as hell i really really all enjoy this i am looking forward to this this a series is coming out in 2024 and it just looks absolutely exciting not only that like just like last year when the, what was it? The Super Mario Brothers, the biggest panel, I think, last year. Um, 
was Super Mario Brothers. And it was a Nintendo Direct exclusive at New York Comic Con. And Shigeru, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto also did a video presentation there, you know, welcoming all of us there. And from that, we got Jack Black that made an appearance. But at the end, we got some commemorative limited edition exclusive, you know, swag from there. Actually, we got a awesome t-shirt courtesy of, uh, you know, New York Comic Con and Luminous uh, Studios, I believe, which had the Bowser claw in the front this year. They did it again. I uh, believe Toei Animation and New York Comic Con did it again. Provided a awesome commemorative T-shirt, which has the new, you know, young Goku in the back from you know the new series and the Dragon Ball in the front. It just gives you the date. It was like one of those "I was there" T-shirts um, with the date and everything from the panel and everything. So it was pretty. I loved it. It was pretty damn awesome. Um, really enjoyed it. I do something, and it also we got a button out of it and some collective cards as well from one of the dragon ball uh battle games that they're testing out so we all got decks of that too it was just it was it was great another just again a great way to start off the the, the entire um deal like anime once again anime and video games have won the cons again this year for new york comic con in my opinion but then let me see shortly after that and i you know, one of the things that I have, one of one of the things I always try to do is get all the footage, get as much footage as possible, um, and always try to, you know, take time to get some swag and all that stuff. So this year, in between all this, I was like, I gotta get some things before they go away because they get sold out a lot of, a lot faster. So uh, I went to the Atsuko uh, uh, booth. Asuko has a lot of awesome high quality uh clothing and apparel and you know accessories and all the stuff last year i got the dragon ball backpack camping backpack that i use when i go away and travel because there's compartments everywhere for this thing and it's heavy duty it's like eddie bauer level you know quality and i, I i'm so grateful for that bag because all the camera equipment that i have it's heavy as hell if you're just holding it on hand. I put that thing on my back. I don't feel a thing. It is very well done. Um, this year, they were selling a lot of awesome gear. I got two dope sweaters. One, I they had Naruto gear, but I was like, I got to get off the Naruto stuff. I got too much Naruto stuff as is, so I switched up. I got bleach because I did I did have the opportunity to you know interview those guys uh, and do a panel with those guys and. They had a really dope Evangelion shirt, uh, you know, sweater. So I got those two. Um, so I'm gonna rock those on special occasions as well. But the other big swag I got too was this limited edition New York Comic Con exclusive. Now, here's the thing. The one thing that, that separated San Diego Comic Con from New York Comic Con was the fact that San Diego Comic Con had some of the best exclusives in, of any conventions and there were a time when new york comic-con didn't even do that and i'm like what the hell are they doing <laughs> and it seems like they finally figured it out and we managed to do something and for the last three years that i've been going their exclusives have been fantastic Ooh, excuse me this year is no different in fact i think i may have the best exclusive collectible that they've actually have sold 
that one again coming from the dragon ball panel and they announced it they advertised it i saw it beforehand but i was like i'm definitely getting it and now i actually have it it's in my office right now there is a a it's a dragon it's a super saiyan 3 goku figure arts zero band by bandai namco where it's goku doing his uh dragon punch in super saiyan 3 mode and it's the golden dragon you know going with him and, and punch it is so freaking awesome it is i like i i'm trying to figure out because i already got the ultra instinct goku and the beast gohan you know figure as well not in beast mode but he's in that stage um i also have the world hero missions uh my hero academia uh figures of um bakugo and, and midoriya i gotta figure out where i'm gonna put that one at. i want that close to me like it is so beautiful it is like the hair on goku's head like goku super saiyan goku 3 even though i love ultra instinct goku super in terms of design super saiyan goku 3 to me is the best looking of forms that goku's ever done and i i just i really it looks so awesome it looks so incredible and you know if you if you manage to get your hands on it it'll probably be on ebay most likely i don't think they're gonna you're you're not gonna see these things any anywhere else uh from there but i managed to grab that i was like i that's that's a must that is an absolute must also got some um really cool things you know there's always local uh vendors that has you know things down there i got um a pizza pan a wooden pizza uh handcrafted wooden uh etched pizza pan or carved pizza pan with uh michelangelo on the front from teenage mutant ninja turtles and it says uh i'm only here for pizza um i also have this really co cool carved um frame with it's wooden carved but it's carved of like the blueprints of the turtles the, uh, the turtles van it is so it's like really awesome so i found some really cool things out there uh to moment but it wasn't the last thing i got to today but just for today i got it there and so there was one item that actually uh sold out that i managed to thankfully get the next day because they restocked and that was this awesome awesome one piece varsity jacket that they uh that they were selling um i was like i really want this thing it's really dope it is dope as hell so waited for the next day they did restock i managed to catch one i'm like i got it no matter what i'm doing i gotta grab this before it sells out again and i managed to get one and didn't move kept it moving with the next events there um the events that i didn't get a chance to go to for um, on thursday was the um what was it it was the uh animaniacs panel uh now when i say i say the names of the shows but repop does not say the name of the shows again the loopholes of doing the of the doing the uh conventions is that they can't talk about or celebrate or promote any of the shows that they're involved in because they're all in solidarity of the strike however they can come in and make these appearances without saying it and i think that was the good thing and the bad thing about it uh and i say that because i went to the ewan mcgregor spotlight panel and even though we all know who the hell he is and what he does and who he portrays they couldn't talk about it now it wasn't now it, it sounds like it, it was bad but it really not really wasn't here's the thing though i loved about it first of all just seeing Hugh mcgregor there obi-wan himself we can say it they can't 
um just seeing obi-wan there i thought was just great the fact that he's coming to celebrate with the fans and he you know in spite despite the sack after strike going on and what the ceos and am um, amptp are doing you know right now they wanted to show their love to the fans and the fans wanted to show their solidarity and support of them and we're not stupid we all knew there were people who were shouting out you know their support for the strike and support of the actors out there and i i that part i really enjoyed um but they couldn't talk about anything involving star wars anything involving any projects that they're doing what he did talk about was you know you know his acting his craft uh stuff like that things that you know upcoming actors can do his love for motorcycles and when i heard when i was hearing this and my, and my wife was there too so the funny part is my wife doesn't follow as much as i do so she was even more confused because she doesn't follow like she knows there's a strike going on but she didn't understand the, the situation that was going on like why isn't he talking what is he, why is he talking about boats and <laughs> motorcycles and all this stuff and she's not like in that fandom realm there where everybody else is up you know in the know but we understood and at the same time we didn't we still enjoyed ourselves you know even in spite of that but it was just great i think people were just more appreciative they you know we understood that they were making an attempt it was just and it's unfortunate that they weren't able to talk about what they did but they made it entertaining enough i felt like it just felt like a jimmy kimmel segment you know talk show segment pretty much so i believe that panel kind of set the tone for what every other celebrity panel was going to be like um which led me to believe like the guardians panel was going to be the same way the um the you know the chris evans panel was going to be the same way so i didn't make it to those because one i didn't get the, res the reservations just went insanely quick and i was like all right that sucks uh let me see if i could try to get in there but apparently what happened was they sent out tweet they sent out uh tweets on twitter uh on x that god elon musk needs to work on his branding with that like we're still saying tweets and it's called x and we don't have a word for it and we're still saying tweet or twitter or whatever like that this, he does not care about that damn platform but i digress he um um they they end up sending up sending out notices saying that um there will be no standby lines and that was, was going to be the plan it was going to do a standby but it was all refilled at least they said it first for the guardians and then for the um for the chris evans one so we decided to just like not even rush to get down there and turns out we got another one saying that there was a stand there will be a standby for the guardians ones now so i was like nah I, I can't make it it's not even you know it's not even we can't even make it in time to before the everybody start filling up that deal so i don't know what happened in terms of that but that's what happened so the like i said the yul mcgregor deal it was good it was really it was pretty good and they did they did really good considering what they were uh they had to deal with so i didn't mind that at all um i didn't then it was third uh what is it uh it was thursday yeah it was thursday um friday I didn't make the David Tennant one, possibly for the same reason that, um, you know, that that was going to happen. Like, what is he going to talk about that is going to interest me to that point? Because, like, what is he doing right now? Like, they, none of them are really doing anything. And I only wanted to hear him talk about, you know, 
his work that he did on like uh on uh what is damn what is the uh the marvel show that he was doing jessica jones you know i i wanted to hear him talk about that a bit you know but we weren't be, we were going to be able to so i don't i don't have any other interest outside of him being purple man in that case so i ended up sticking out of that and the only thing i think i checked out this day was the my hero academia uh original episode world premiere and basically that was cool i mean we got to see a exclusive episode that was already dubbed by the cast and i thought that episode was dope like i can't wait for you guys to see it um it felt like it was sort of an advertisement for a new card game that was coming out because they had their own like dragon ball world heroes you know card battle game in there i think the funny part about that episode is like every character that was they, every character that they had in the card game was based on one of the real life you know heroes in the in the anime series but they were their eyes were exaggerated to look like over over exaggerated anime eyes um and it was hilarious it was really hard the people in there really enjoyed it they had a great time in there um but we had to bail out a little bit shortly after that so I, we knew i knew that the biggest day was going to be saturday saturday was going to be the biggest day there and we decided to like like i knew let me tell you this I were going around like crazy checking out different you know if I wasn't doing panels I was covering you know the area um seeing trying to get as much cosplay here's the thing too like I said you can't make everything like if I wanted to get some really good I, I always hate the fact that I don't get enough good cosplay picks and mostly because if in order for me to do that i would have to be on the floor all the time i that means i have to probably skip out on the panels that i'm looking for but because like i would have to go from the main stage onto the go to the main stage and then probably go to you know room 405 upstairs or go to the empire stage or something like that it's like you got to constantly move and the panels is what i'm going for when i go there and if i get any great cosplays that's fine also I never make it to those competitions. I wish those competitions happen in the daytime. They're always in the evening. Like, call me an old cat, but like, I just, I'm already drained by the time the day is going and I'm already covered everything. So the cosplay competitions I never make. And I know that's where you see all of the awesome cosplays from there. So I managed to get some really good cosplay picks out of there. Some really, really, really good ones. Um, but I'm pretty sure it is, it's just so many like, like I said, San Diego and New York are where the in, in Dragon Con to that extent, even more, is where you see the upper echelon of champion cosplayers. There, like that's where they, they that's where they go in the showroom from there. So I missed out on that, but let me see. So I missed that. I what I didn't miss was the opportunity to check out the celebration of robert kirkman's invincible and walking dead panel now this is where it gets awesome because i didn't i missed out on chris evans it, it was saturday and i missed out the opportunity to go to chris evans and the guardians of the galaxy cast um there but thank you to ed boone who put out a notice because all through the week ed boone netherrealm mortal Kombat, uh you know accounts on social media we're sh we're telling people like something big is going to happen in new york comic-con something big but they never said when and where and i'm like which it, like 
Ed Boon does this all the time where he plays, he can troll sometimes, like good hearted troll on, on, on um, social media, but he also has some cryptic stuff that he does. And this was one of them. And we're trying to figure like, all right, there's gonna be, a, we all know that there's gonna be an announcement in New York Comic Con, but where, when, where's that there? Luckily, when I found out that we couldn't go to the panels for uh, Chris Evans and the Guardians of the Galaxy, Ed Boon pops up with this notice that he's going to be in room 405, which is the same room that another panel that I enjoyed uh, came about that day. So it was a win-win because like, all right, now I get to go to 405 and I know exactly how to get there when the next time I have to go to that panel. So we decided to immediately, we were going to go probably down in the, in the afternoon and turns out this, this was gonna happen really quick and we needed to jet. So luckily we're at the hotel, uh, hotel which is like two blocks away from the Ravis Center and it wasn't gonna take us but so much time to get in there, even even with the security, which by the way, I wanna take a, note, take a moment to say, great job on the security measures for Repop once again, because there was a, there was a, a talking, there were talks of possible terrorist threats happening throughout New York. And I was getting people email, you know, texting me uh, and telling me about this. I'm like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried because the amount of security that you have just to get in there, even before we had this thing is it's, it's thorough. Like they will check you unconsiderably uh, bags and all that stuff. And they did, I think they, their security measures this year was better than even prior years. But I'm also not scared because I'm like, New York is not going to get hit twice in a row. They, they, New York, ref, no, there's no way in hell New York is going to get hit twice in a row. They, they, they were, got, they were unbeknownst to them the first time. They're not going to get hit the second time and, and, you know, get, you know, sucker punched again. It's not happening. So there were cops everywhere around the city. Repop. In their security measures, they did all that they could. They were so good. They were so great. Nobody felt worried. Nobody was scared. Everybody enjoyed themselves. Kudos to, to the security uh, to the security uh, team and Repop. They did a great, great job there. Um, but you know, we had to go through all that, and we had to make it to that panel. So I didn't even know Robert Kirkman was there. And had I knew Robert Kirkman was there, I would have instantly going this way y'all even know that Ed Boon was going to be there so when I saw that Robert Kirkman was there I'm like okay then something Mortal Kombat related is going to be revealed because we all know Omni-Man is going to be in the game so here I am I'm at the front I'm taking picture stage uh shots and I also take wide shots too I always like to take pictures of the you know of the entire crowd and the packed crowd in there so I did that and as I go around and I go to the left and I'm trying to get some crowd shots on the other side. But I take a peek to my left, my peripheral and notice that there's two people in this dark, very dark shaded area, but not so shaded that I can't recognize a certain form. That form or face, should I say, is in the form of Ed. I'm like, is that Ed Boone? Oh crap, that is Ed Boone. And he's on his phone. <laughs> and he's just in the back just I, I guess just waiting to be called and it was supposed to be a surprise i'm like he's in he's in new york comic-con all right so when i saw him I, I i chilled but i moved to the other side because i'm knowing 
they're they're going to announce him soon and i need to be ready when he comes out so and in fact they announced him to be there the crowd didn't know and I, we got the crowd reaction and all the stuff it was awesome and first of all if you've ever been to a panel involving robert kirkman it is one of the most fun and entertaining i would say it's like the most fun and entertaining entertaining panel outside of kevin smith because he has a very comedic bone in his body like he is just so charismatic he's just so down to earth grounded like everything you think kevin smith is he's kind of on that level too so what you get is a very candid transparent type of panel from him and the last time i saw him was in san diego comic-con when he did a dual <laughs> he did a dual panel with todd mcfarlane and let me tell you those two together were like abbott and costello and i know i'm aging myself to those young people who are listening google it but they were a comedic duo it was hilarious they were just playing off of each other they were having a lot of fun and now i get to see him with of all people ed boom the create the co-creator of mortal kombat and the founder of nether realm studios which by the way i should also mention side note just in the nick of time they just happened to release the update patch for mortal kombat 1 on the nintendo switch i will say that the game does is a lot more stable than it is before it looks a little better actually quite better than it did before it is not it is not perfect by any stance there's still some there's still some some cosmetic issues if you will uh i you know let's shout out to sindel and the phantom weave <laughs> like that um amongst other things the loading has gotten a lot faster to some extent in some aspects but there, it, it does look better there's some there's definitely some some big fixes some major big fixes that they didn't have before the, the floating of the head is no longer there when you do a brutality um general shao uh is no longer you know his accent everything there's some texture and enhancements there i mean they they worked on a lot and it but it definitely shows they still got a lot they still got more to go not a lot more to go but they still got more to go but it is now a stable and a slightly more enjoyable experience on the nintendo switch so kudos to them and i'm i was happy to know i didn't know if they were going to get it done. i thought it was going to take till november but they managed to get enough done that it could be playable and to get it done on time right now so i haven't heard anybody you know bitch and moan and cry about <laughs> you know that game ever since that update patch came but it, it's it's and it has made some quite a bit of improvements but um like i said i knew it was going to take they were going to improve on it it was going to take time but it just hurt the fact that they this is the first impression that we got from one of the most anticipated fighting games of this year um but kudos to you know the netherrealm team and silva entertainment or whatever to get that done um and i'm just looking forward to seeing more updates and patches to that game because i think by the time the year is over it's going to be it's going to be fully solid from by that point uh but he came out and they end up talking about you know robert kirkman was talking about like how much he loved mortal kombat way um you know growing up and uh he talked about a lot of things i'm, I'm gonna have clips of this i got clips of these panels that i'm gonna put out uh throughout the week and you know as because i got a lot of work to do <laughs> i got a lot of work to do luckily i was able to get some of the pictures online during the weekend at the time because i finally figured out how to transfer photos from my canon camera 
onto my iPad and be able to, you know, work on an exclusive, you know, picks and all the stuff from there. So it worked out. I, I lightened my load than I normally do on a yearly basis with this. Um, the video editing is still going to be a thing, but I tell you this, it was, it was all worth it. It was all great. And on top of that, we were the first to see the trailer to Omni-Man on Mortal Kombat 1. And let me say, you couldn't have found a more perfect guest character on Mortal Kombat. This dude fits the format so greatly. He, it, I mean, they captured, they captured the treachery that is Omni-Man. And J.K. Simmons, once again, is reprising the role, so that even makes it better. And they said that he did more lines on this game than he did on the entire first season of Invincible. So I thought that was awesome. And then on top of that, um, it was the fatalities that he does. The one where he takes, I think it was, it was Scorpion. He grabs him, he flies him around the world. He takes him to the subway and this train is just coming. And Omni-Man does not get affected by this, but you know, anybody holds in his head in front of him will get affected. Not only did he get affected, not only did he get a fatality, but everybody in that train got a fatality because he killed everybody. It was just massive. There's also his x-ray move where it kind of looks like the, the scene where he um, beats up uh, his son, you know, um, Invincible. And it's just pouring blood everywhere. Like this dude, and then he squeezes your head on top of that. It's, I can't wait to play this dude. I cannot wait. It is going to be freaking insane. But that turned out to be a very good panel. And I'm glad I was able to make because it, it made up. It, it Honestly, it made up for the other two that I missed um, that I wasn't able to get into. So it worked out. It really, really worked out. So um, got some great picks and, and footage from there. And then after that, let me see what's going on here. Why is this not showing? After that, it was the, it was basically the, uh, why is it not, is it not really? Did they take it out? That's not, it looks like they erased the, uh, schedule. Yeah. Interesting. Give me one second. I'm cause I just looked in let me see, this show. Yeah, they really did. Oh, okay. So I could go on from here. It's no big deal. Um, but the. Yeah, because I only got two more panels to talk about, basically. So I ended up going um, to, I didn't make it to the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth panel because here's the deal. That panel, I, and I, I thought it was the only one, but I, I was talking to somebody while we were in line um, that also knew that this panel was like, it, it, it was just out of nowhere. It was like impromptu. Like they announced it one day. There was no actual reservations for it to my knowledge and it was just like first come first serve i told my wife like we got a jet because there was i i knew there was no reservation for this which means it's like first come first serve is going to be in the main stage we got to be in those lines and i think we got there like an hour early and we had to stay an hour early just to make sure that um we get in we get those seats in and i took pictures like i always do of the lines that were going it was a sea of people it was just a sea of people uh just damn like a block away and it was hundreds of people just waiting in line luckily we were in the front they let the ada people and and the um 
and then the impaired people and the um paraplegic you know people go first people in wheelchairs and all that stuff go first it wasn't that many people which i knew was like we're getting in we're getting there it's no problem and we got in it was great i got all the coverage from that and you know we got to see matt mercer we got to see Britt baron who's the voice of tifa lockhart we got to see john eric bentley who's the voice of uh, barrett wallace and he was probably the most entertaining of them all but also one of the most inspirational of the bunch because he actually had a really um and by the way you can all go to the popverse.com to watch the full panel of all these were live streamed so you could go to their website and check out the entire the panel in its entirety i highly recommend it because then i don't know if you'll be able to hear how loud the crowd was with that but it was it was insane um so you got we got to see that and we got to see Susie young uh who played yuffie kusaragi and she was talking about how she i loved her story of how she you know i think she got um she got released from her job and then she ended up you know becoming a voice actor and she managed to look into this type of situation which was great we also got cody christian who played cloud uh, strife my wife i think this is the only person my wife recognized because she watched all american and i didn't i don't watch all american she watches all american so apparently he's a star on that show and i didn't and i had to tell her i'm like yeah a lot of these people are act, are actual like not actual actors but they're actors on actual tv shows and such a, it's, it's a mixture of people who are actors on um tv shows and voice actors who do this on the normal uh you have max middleton as reed uh red thir 13 on there and um i also let me add to that um Britt baron she also played on glow uh, which I love that show on, on Netflix, uh, which was supposed to be the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling reboot. And that was awesome. And from there, we also got a surprise guest of um, director, the director of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Naoki Hamaguchi, that was there and to talk about the uh, situation as well. So it was a great, great, great panel. Probably, I would say, possibly oh man it was i think this might have been the biggest crowd reaction there this might have been the most exciting panel of all the panels i've been to i would probably second or tie that with the dragon ball panel and the next panel i'm going to talk about which was the final panel that i went to for the day and that was of course i had to save my favorite for last the naruto panel about freaking time i'm sorry i gotta say it, it was like i've been wanting them to get molly flanagan at new york comic-con forever it, i was I, I had no idea why they haven't because she's been everywhere she goes it's a packed house it is packed full of people this possibly and, and, and i've seen you know i've seen other you know um cons that molly has gone to this one was just as huge it became standard room only and it was awesome and it, it, we had a great time they, they gave away prizes um we got to celebrate you know you know molly and the character of naruto we got to see clips of the upcoming naruto uh cross baruto ultimate ninja storm connections as well and it was just awesome and molly was up there entertaining everybody people got to ask her questions and whatnot they got to do prizes and giveaways and whatnot and of course she she puts me on blast in front of everybody as well she um i i think because she where she was 
they're on stage so there's a big spotlight on them so they can't see anybody and i'm i don't put myself in front of everybody i hide under you know within them so i'm taking pictures and she spotted me she was like hey dax they're like this is my con buddy right here <laughs> so and, and um my wife who's always in the back she didn't hear it she heard it but she didn't see me in there and then on top of that they wanted to do a uh they wanted to do a basically it all a a pan uh, spot of all the like it was i don't know i think you can i think they have like at least a thousand people that can fit in that hall and it packed it was so it, it people were standing just to see this just to see her just to celebrate naruto um it was fantastic it was really well done i love the the uh the host what it was the uh, moderator because i've seen him he's the official moderator for um for viz media he's awesome i watched him last year do it uh with his signature jacket and everything he's pretty dope i love him and there was a gentleman that was there too a black um a black dude that works for viz as well and i was happy to see that too i was like okay you got inclusion in here you got some you got my brother representing here uh, i dig that and they did a they both i loved how they both played off each other you know that they knew each other really well and they had a great chemistry together so i thought they really did a great job um the panel went out great and then at the end we all did a we all did a picture together uh, we took a few pictures uh together on molly's phone and they recorded a video which ended up on tiktok and i'm caught in there by the way i'm on the ewan mcgregor sh uh shot too because i'm always again i'm doing you know uh media i'm covering the event up front so i was like literally right between um you mcgregor and the uh moderator and i took a picture of them from the back would be in the front <laughs> so it was cool but molly stood next to me as we took this picture and everything and it was a great time and it was great to see her and i went to go see um her wife slash manager lisa uh who was there too and it was just great like just to be able to see those two twice in a year it was awesome we didn't get a chance to hang out afterwards because her schedule was just so crazy but we did that we did take a few minutes to you know talk and say hi and all that stuff real quick and um we got we we ended up taking a picture together you know with the amount of, with the whole entire cast and everything so it was you know it was great i really i love that woman so much <laughs> she's just been so awesome to me um it's she's just incredible i i just i absolutely absolutely inc incredible but from that point it was basically after that there was just really nothing else to do but get you know cosplay like as many cosplay footages as much as possible crowd reactions stuff like that so i opted i was going to stay sunday but i looked at the schedule and i'm like there's really nothing else sunday and again that part i think it had a lot to do with the with the actual situation of sag after because repop how they work and how they've worked every year and even back dating back to when i was you know working with them for um what was it for um for keystone comic-con in 2019 they actually fill up these panels even up to sunday with, with major panels they want people to stay to every day but i think sag that i believe and that's just me i don't i don't know for sure but i believe the sag after strike really did play a factor in how they schedule things in accordance to what the celebrities were able to do um i know it's probably a uphill on hill battle and kudos to the entire team and i know who's behind all this and i know what he had to go up against and what the team had to go up against and they managed to still bang out a really fun show uh in, a, in an event this year but 
I know they had to work with a lot and I'm just hope that they get some damn rest because they deserve it again as usual for pulling out a win like this was the Jets versus the Eagles like you didn't think they were going to win and then all of a sudden they come back and kill them like it is it, you know at, at last minute so they did a great job they they did a really really great job um doing this but Sunday unfortunately just didn't really have enough for me to want to cover and I know that this was this felt like a normal con in the sense that like Sunday usually is nothing happened for repop though Sundays are usually some of the best days to go like when I did um I did the overwatch panel and Tom Holland's panel was on a Sunday here in Philadelphia and New York comic-con also had panels major panels on Sunday the irony here is that I actually stayed actually booked the hotel for an extra day because I didn't know what was going to be scheduled and last year Oscar Isaac was here on Sunday and that was like one of the biggest panels of last year and I was like I can't go back without taking this panel without checking out this panel I can't there's no way so we booked an extra panel now this we did this before we before the sag after strike and all that stuff came so when we found out the sag after was coming we was like yeah i wonder if we're going to need that extra day and turns out we didn't because there were no major you know panels happening that day so it just ended up being like a normal day there were panels out there but nothing you know exclusive or newsworthy to go to and whatnot um so we end up just booking out early and heading back home at that point but for the last three days it was pretty good i would say i would say thursday and saturday were the best um and again they had to they had to work with the scheduling of other people and that's totally understanding but for what it's worth they did it even this is not even their final form if they were able to do stuff in their final form this would have been unbelievable but all things considered this was still a very good event a very good few days of fandom here and quite honestly this was the best con of 2023 by default because they were able to acquire the celebrity talent that san diego couldn't and they were able to find a way to do it without having to talk about it but we could still celebrate them and on top of that they had other they had the naruto panel they had the um dragon ball panel they had final fantasy 7 rebirth which combat spider-man 2 it's the only game i guess the other game would be like if if god of war was to come out you know what i'm saying like there's no other big there's no game bigger than those two spider-man 2 and 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 Final Fantasy VII Rebirth are the two most anticipated games coming onto the on the PlayStation, bar none. So I think they knocked it out of the park. I think they they superseded them this year, and it was awesome. The crowd reaction was great. The energy was still there, even regardless. Kudos to everybody once again in Repop for being as resilient as they could possibly be. And Eddie, if this is you, then your your strategy doing this, kudos to you, my man. You did it again and it's just awesome to be able to experience all this from a business aspect and from a just a fun aspect and just i know what they do in the background i, I will say this we talk about respecting the actors and and and, and talk about uh, you know giving the actors their worth we got to do the same thing for these convention promoters these people who are part of these major the repops the san diego comic-con internationals the fan x like 
say what we will we we're so easy to be able to give our critique of what goes on you know and these cons but you have no idea and i i am somebody who has put together major million dollar fundraisers and been a part of putting that together waking up four o'clock in the morning to put things together to count money to you know making sure everything's on time and everybody's on point and i've been a part of that for over a decade i know what it takes to put together a, a an event what they do is not an easy thing to do of course when they start doing more and more it becomes a little bit better in understanding how to do it and strategically now even in you know when situations like this happens they know how to maneuver around it but not everybody does it as successful as them we need to give more credit and praise to what repop does because man if you only knew what goes on in the background and what they got to do to make us happy every single year you would not be so entitled and I'm not saying every fan is entitled. I think there are a lot of people who appreciate what they do, but they never really say it. They never really express it. There are actual humans with their own lives and their own situations and their own stories and their own trials and tribulations out there doing the best that they can to bring us the best in all of our favorite fandoms. And by God, they did it. Thank you. If you on behalf of everybody, including the entitled ones, who have never put together anything in their life um thank you repop thank you thank you for all this thank you for bringing me and making me a part of this whole entire thing thank you all because this was not a small feat and i still had a great time experiencing all of this so kudos to all of you and um you know who knows what's gonna happen next year but we'll see in terms of that so um if you've never been to new york comic-con before I highly recommend going out of your way to check it out. You will not be disappointed. And I think by next year, it will be back in full form because it's a SAG after. I'll be surprised if the SAG after strike lasts this long, there's going to be billions of dollars lost in Hollywood industry by it. There's no way somebody's going to give. I don't think it's going to be the actors. Um, I even I believe uh, streaming networks are preparing to preparing for this because they're upping prices on certain streaming networks. I think Disney's doing it. Netflix is doing it. Hulu is doing it as well. So I think this is their way of prepping to say, like, we bow down. We're going to pay your time and whatever. We'll know. We'll see what happens from there. But lo and behold, man, like give the respect to everybody who puts in that work to make us smile and our through our, our trials and tribulations and all this stuff like we don't think about them. Give them, give them their flowers. Please do. So, folks, that will do it for this special edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, we're counting down the final days before the premiere of Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Brothers Wonders, which are all are both coming out in the same day. I am looking forward to it. I will be playing Spider-Man first, Spider-Man 2 first, and super mario brother second so expect the review from spider-man 2 no doubt i am totally ready for spider-man 2 especially because of the special little thing that i've gotten done for this in this occasion that i will reveal on the day of <laughs> on um on the acmg facebook page so shout out to everybody involved now oh i want to give also a shout out to everybody i got to see this year in new york comic-con as well um 
who did I see this year? Uh, give me a sec. I know it was Devin Carter um, that I got to see this year. We got to uh, Craig I, Craig Holland stopped by. He uh, managed to make him make himself over there. So shout out to him. Um, I'm just gonna say a shout out to Jim Lee, and you know, you know, a lot of people know why from there. Uh, Peter Decker, who's uh, Devin's friend, who's now like, the newest member of the ACMG Facebook group. You know, shout out to him. He's on air as well. Um, who else did I see? Jessica, who um, as well, uh, who was there too. So like, I managed. People have bumped into me throughout the weekend that I got a chance. Walt, my man Walt. I forgot about him. Yeah, my man Walt. Like he was the guy that first got me into San Diego Comic Con. Um, always love this brother because like he's a school teacher. He's an art school teacher, and he teaches his kids. Like he, he's an art school teacher, but he also teaches other things as well. But he uses comic books to further educate and stimulate the kids to be a little bit more immersed in what they're learning. So I love his teaching method. It is awesome. I remember uh, when I first saw him go to San Diego, uh, I was no, we went to Wizard World 2013, I believe. And it was the, it was the Stan Lee panel. And he managed to find a way to, you know, make it a field trip for his kids, for his students. So not only did he make that a great experience for them, but he made sure that one of his students got to talk to Stan Lee. And that is a thing that if I'm that student, I looked at that and I almost shed a tear because I, I looked at that and I was like, I will never forget my experience. I will always love my teachers because of what, because of moments like that. And he's one of those teachers, like he's kind of, I call him like Mr. Carter. You know, if you're old enough, you know the reference to that. But he's just one of those teachers that makes you feel like you that make you value teachers. And I really appreciate what he does with his students. He really cares about the students. He wanted to become a principal, but he found out there was a really not worth doing thing from a principal standpoint. So he feels like he could get more he could get more work done as a teacher. Not you know more power to him. I I, I totally get that. So. Um, it was great to see him again. He's just awesome. I'm, I'm fully, I'm a full fan of him. He's a true life superhero out there, much like all their teachers out there. So shout out to him as well. And it was great to see him and, and many others. So, and uh, shout out to uh, a person I also saw too, Jillian. I was a um, person that I met who went to NYU, who, if you're listening, um, she went to NYU and, or she's going to, she's studying at NYU right now. And basically, she decided to, uh, I guess, cut class, hooky school, whatever you want to call it, and decided that she wanted to uh, do, she she studying journalism, basically. Yeah, Jillian Bloom, shout out to her. She wanted to go to uh, New York Comic Con to cover a few panels to cover experience. She wanted to use this as desk to credit. Her journalism, her journalism teacher thought that that was a bad idea. This is one of those things that I had to tell her. I'm like, you know, it's all about what the teacher wants. And then when you graduate, it's all about what you want. But there are some cases that like, you gotta just take your shot. And she took a shot and she did, she got, she managed to get press credentials for the first time and she didn't know what to do. She was too nervous. I helped her. I consider her my press Padawan for the day. <laughs> and I helped her get adjusted to knowing what she could do in the panels and all the stuff because of her press credentials and all the stuff. And she managed to get some great foot uh, stuff out of you and McGregor, um, the you McGregor panel and all the stuff. And she went on further to enjoy herself. And I'm really happy that she did. I'm glad she had a great time. It was great meeting her. 
Um, so shout out to her as well. It was, you know, just getting to meet new people along the way. That's what comic book conventions is about. We just, the, the world needs to look at how comic people and comic book conventions treat each other and, and, and have fun with each other. Cause this is how the world should roll. So shout out to her. Shout out to everybody. I got to see this week, uh, at, at New York comic con. So, so this week I have no idea what I'm going to cover on select start. I think I did play a game that I could talk about. Plus we're going to talk about all the other news that's going on. Um, this Sunday, I, I mean, I'm really, I'm back on the swing of things. So we'll talk about, we'll talk about all the news that's going on in the world of our favorite phantoms again so I, i'm just collecting myself over and see what's going to happen for there so stay tuned for that and much much more and i hope you guys enjoyed the interview uh rewind episode i did with uh stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon as we talked about the first sack after strike against the video game industry and much much more and of course we talked about sailor moon so if you haven't checked it out go check out that rewind episode and there will be more rewind episodes coming up uh, later on this year because there's a lot of them that aren't on the listing of things that i didn't know that i gotta re-up so stay tuned for that kratos is coming uh bob camp from the co-creator of renesteppe is coming to all those is coming so stay tuned for that and uh we'll fill you up for more but for now if you love this episode in every episode of talktimelive.com you could always check us out on talktimelive.com where all of our audio episodes like this one our video exclusives are all there and we also have media panels that I did with Repop with the cast of Bleach, the cast of My Hero Academia, the cast of the OG Pokemon cast. Um, my, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, Sailor Moon, all that. We, it's all there. It's all ready for you and, and, you know, waiting. Just all there. So you can check that out and much, much more. Um, you can also check out this show on all your favorite podcast platforms that is including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google podcast stitcher pop bean tune in audible pocket cash you name it we are there you can check us out there so stay tuned i think i may appear i may take a trip to canada and make my uh parents there i don't know that hasn't i don't know if that's still set in stone but y'all may be on another podcast with boris this week or sometime in online or something so stay tuned for that as well but i am just recollecting myself so folks That'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, and you guys have a great week. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would love to introduce the chief creative officer of NetherRound Studios and co-creator of
where about Michonne? Right? About Michonne, yes. Oh wow! Yeah. For years, I've been like, "Can we get somebody in Mortal Kombat, please? I don't care. I don't care who it is." And uh, didn't come together because you guys were already uh, packed in that game. Yeah. At the yeah. time, you know, Mortal Kombat One seemed to work out perfect. Exactly. We we had met. Uh, it was either E3 or LA Comic Con or something like that, and. Um, we're talking about getting Michonne in, uh, in Mortal Kombat. And, you know, the, the planets didn't line up at the time. And, uh, but... But we are bringing Michonne to Mortal Kombat! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. And, uh, <laughs> now we got to do this. This is the last time Ed ever appears publicly. <laughs> 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 No, but uh, you know, but we kept in contact, and it was always yeah, yeah, it would be cool. And at some point, um, uh, everybody on the team, we always have discussions about who would be cool to see in Mortal Kombat. Everybody's got to see, you know, everybody's saying you gotta watch Invincible, you gotta watch Invincible. And um, I, and they said just watch the first episode, wait till the end, watch the first episode, and you know. Once that sequence started, we're like, well, there's a decision, we're doing this. <laughs> awesome. How much of, uh, we, there was a question earlier just to plug out, like, Robert's uh, violence in some of these books. How, uh, how is it, like, for you being able to kind of, like, obviously take some of that and, and bring it to more common? From, from Omni-Man? Yeah, from Omni-Man. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I, to me, they're kind of um, they're kind of made for each other. You know, it's funny. Like we had discussions about should we put Omni Man in, in Injustice, which is another game that we've done. <laughs> but, but we obviously couldn't represent Omni Man as true Omni Man in an Injustice game. Those games are T-rated and they don't have that kind of violence. So you know, I'm like this superhero. Um, belongs better in a Mortal Kombat game than in a superhero game. So who would have known? This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.